When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Kind of checking out John Hamm's fiance. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of your response when you heard that story, and I thought how different we are in our responses because you you go to a aww, and I don't I don't know if I've ever responded to someone's engagement with that, but I think that you routinely do. That's a very soft and uh, lovely love. Uh, wow, and she said it again. Just me talking <laughs> about it brought out another. Well, I'm looking at their picture. I have to say, she looks awfully young. She's 34. He's 51, maybe? Don't worry, don't worry about it. Age is but a fine. number, my friend. I mean, I think, you know what? Honestly, that might be around me and my husband. What's really? the age diff? Let's give the numbers again here. What are the... What uh, 34 say? and 51. Ah, yeah, that's fine. That's, oh, what, 17 years? Sure, yeah. I mean, she's yeah. an adult. I've had bigger. <laughs> Holly, Holly likes bigger gaps in age. Yep. What's uh, the biggest gap? 36. Wow. 36, 36 years. Mm-hmm. Are you taking follow-up questions? <laughs> uh, depends. I get the right of first <laughs> refusal. <laughs> that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, if So that's that's happened more than one time. Well, not, the, not that big. No, no, not that big, but just sort of uh, finding interest in men of a certain age or older. And is it, a, uh, is it like an intellectual chemistry that you find that happens have you ever done any like diagnosis of oh yeah i wonder there's something compelling to me about this yeah you just like people for who they are yeah and then you ask follow-up questions later you're like wait how old are you again sure okay that's fine that's fine okay yeah it's fine you know my grandfather i believe and you guys almost never ask about my maternal grandparents i've noticed anyway happy stevie (laughs) <laughs> you call him Pap? Pap, Pap. Um, yeah, my old Pap. Actually, I did call him Pap. I never called any of my grandfather's grandpa, or I don't I guess that's the only thing you would call him. I've always called them Pap. So Pap Scott, as it was, I believe he was 24, and I think that my grandmother was 16 well, when they got married. Talk about sort of a different era back then in the 50s. I have a cousin who got married at 16, presumably to an older guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't. You know, you have to get your parents' permission, I believe, when you're that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I riding guess. the school bus with your friend. <laughs> you have to get a permission slip. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah, gosh. And these bus drivers will shut it down. We've had one at our local school who said to my nephew, like, "Hey, 
I don't have a pass for today, and so you can't get on this bus. Oh, really? We used to yeah. forge those all the time. <laughs> you seriously need a like a slip like a, to like get a on note. a bus, like a note. So yeah. if you're riding, if you want to get a ride on your friend's bus, mm-hmm. and you're it's not your scheduled bus, got it. Yeah. Then they require some kind of permission slip, and I don't know. It's 2023. This is a long time ago, but I used to study my mom's handwriting. Yeah, I knew how to shine her name. Yep, and then I'm like, I know how to do this, and it was always believable enough that I'd go to my friend's house after school. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> dark secrets. <laughs> yeah. Revealed. Could we all sign our mother's? signature right now could we all forge that and make it believable to the naked eye i think so yeah oh yeah oh yeah for sure i, I still know the j in my mother's jane i just got it unlocked we should forge something i should do tax fraud or something like that i'll figure it out i should maybe not. do tax fraud <laughs> maybe not oh wow anyway we do have uh we have an update on you know there's there's some tragic news um as far as celebrities go, we've got an update on Jeremy Renner and then a couple of other people we just wanted to follow up with. Yeah, now Jeremy Renner's is not the tragic. His is no, sort no, of no. the He's the, doing the great. yeah the celebrated case of this uh, bunch that we will get to here. But he posted an Instagram story yesterday where he was on an exercise bike. Great, and it looked like he was you know back and moving in the right direction and just saying, "Look, I'm going to do." Whatever it takes is going to happen. I think he had... uh, Now, these videos disappear, so the article that I was reading did not have a link to the video because they're stories, so they disappear after 24 hours. But I think he was using some kind of a pole to help spin the uh, the second wheel because one of those legs is really has a long recovery. But they're in the process of still promoting renovations, which is going to be going to Disney+. And then he has another show that he's involved in right now as well, um, which is out. And so he's kind of doing a mixture of health update Hey, I'm Jeremy Renner, and I'm getting back at it. It's a long road, but I'm on my way. And also, you know, there's no rest for the weary. Hollywood needs a project promoted, and you got to go get out there and use your social yeah. media and promote it. So he's doing that, but all in all, really good updates on the continued recovery of Jeremy Renner. That is awesome. Um, on the flip side of that, not awesome. Really sad news. Tom Sizemore. Uh, his family's deciding end-of-life matters for the actor. He recently suffer, uh, suffered a brain aneurysm mm. uh, as a result of a stroke. So his manager put out a statement and said that, yes, doctors inform the family there's no further hope. And they have you know, recommended end-of-life decision. The family's now deciding those matters. And I guess a further statement will be issued tomorrow. Um, God, just such a sad story. I mean, he's had um, addiction road. problems. Mm. Yes. I remember watching him on Shooting Celebrity size. Rehab. Oh. Oh, no. And, you know, it, you know, and he was in lots of great movies. Um, the Marlboro Man, that's a hard word to say. Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Natural Born Killers. Really talented actor. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, so sad. So that's uh, the update on him. And then Hayden Panettiere's uh, brother, I don't know if you remember this story. He passed last week, right? Yes, at the age of 28. 28. Oh. He was found dead inside his apartment in New York, and authorities did not find any evidence of foul play. So Hayden has issued a statement on the cause of his death, and she said, though it offers little solace, the medical examiner reported that his sudden passing was due to uh, an enlarged heart mm. coupled with aortic valve complications. Mm. 
You know, and of course, she said, we appreciate the outpouring of love. But wow, how tragic. <clears throat> That's just 28 years old. Oh, it's just so sad. And, you know, I, I'm not a doctor, so I'm sure I'm offering a, a simple solution to say, but a very difficult one to implement. But you hear about these heart uh, these heart failures, these, you know, suddenly, and then it turns out it was an enlarged heart, something like that. I wish there was a simple way to that we could it. scan the heart at like a routine physical at 12 and again at 15 and it, however many times you need to to figure out, okay, this right. is enlarged. Here are some of the risks. Are there any proactive measures medically that one could take to avoid right. a tragic early and sudden death like this? Yeah. Just awful. Uh, his name was Jansen Panettiere. He was in. Uh, he was an actor. He was in Even Stevens, Blue Clues, Robots, Ice Age, The Meltdown. Um, just awful. Anyway, we wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, it's some heavy, some heavy Hollywood news. So give you updates on those. Uh, we do have a jam-packed show for you today. Coming up at eleven thirty. We believe it's a Tuesday during Rocco Clock. I think we're going to play same name game. If you haven't played this with us yet, it's really fun. Rocco, uh, DJ Rock Lobster comes in. He finds two songs of the same exact name, sometimes three, and then we just do a, a democracy vote on the matter. It is mm-hmm. majority rules, and we vote a song up and vote a song down. In addition to that, uh, let's see here. Coming up a little bit later at 11 o'clock, I don't know what your thoughts are on Quentin Tarantino. And maybe they're mixed, and maybe that's deserved. But I will say, Austin Butler shared something that I read, and then I read another thing, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. That makes me view Quentin Tarantino a little bit of a different way. So that's coming up uh, at 11, uh, and we got some more, of course, entertainment news coming your way throughout. But. I sneaked in a things that make you go, huh, Donna wasn't looking, and I slid it right in there. Here's what I'm going to tease you with. Do not Google this. Okay. Ironically, this Barry Manilow song was written by one of the Beach Boys. That's all I'm going to give you as a clue. Ironically, this Barry Manilow song was written by one of the Beach Boys. Can you name the song? We'll get into that some of the things that make you go, huh. When we come back, it's Donna, it's Steve, it's my talk. Listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Things that make you go. Ironically. Donna. Please be respectful during things that make you go, huh? Okay. Ironically, this Barry Manilow song was written by one of the Beach Boys. Care to hazard a guess? We'll start with Donna. Yes. Keyword, ironically. Mm, queen, you are our queen of hearts. That's why they call you Donna Valentine. I write the songs. That song was written by Bruce Johnston from the Biatch Boys. <laughs> Isn't that something? Who would have thought it? Who would have thought? Ah, yes. Would you have felt at all? And listen, I'm all for like, you know, use your talents, uh, allow it to help make you a living. Would, it, would, it, would there have been any internal conflict as you sing the song, I write the songs that yeah, you did not write? I think so. I think but I'd ha- be like, oh man, the one song I didn't write is about writing. And it's a hit. Yeah, because Barry Manilow wrote a lot of his songs, yeah? Mm-hmm. I thought so, yeah. Great songwriter. When I think Barry Manilow... 
I will make this humble confession. I often think of Siegfried and Roy. Because Barry Manilow, to me, looks like one of those two fellas. Wait. I get it. Thank you. Who did you say? When I think of Of Barry Barry Manilow, I think of Siegfried and Roy. Because I believe one of them, in my mind, looks like Barry Manilow. And I'm not sure if it's Siegfried or Roy. You do? Do you not see it? I'm gonna have to look right You know, it's sort of the feathered blonde hair. Siegfried. uh, Very well uh, cared for skin. Perpetually excited. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, Holly. Okay, let me look at these guys. Uh, Sure. Right? That's fair-ish. I mean... Who is it, Roy or Siegfried? The one who did not die. Did he die? Both of them, I think, have moved b- oh, beyond. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. The the blonde guy. I don't know. They're yeah, one blonde. died in 2020. No, yeah. Roy died in 2020, mm-hmm. and Siegfried died in 2021. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I get it now. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, he could have been a stand-in. I guess at times both Siegfried and Roy experimented with light hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes one had dark and one had light, but there were other times when they said, what if we both did this? I'm also looking at a little, um, what almost looks like a soul patch that almost looks like a raisin. Just (laughs) like a smudge. Like, oh, come here. Let me get that. Like the time that Oprah tried to wipe off Drew Brees' birthmark. Oh. She rebounded. He he seemed I did that to someone once, too. And I was like, you have something under your eye. Oh. He was like, yeah, no, it's a birthmark. I was like, my bad. Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don, I also told the story in your absence last week when we were at the My Talk 20-year celebration. Was it 20? Oh, and I was trying to get... <laughs> she, tried to, she, she was looking at somebody's tattoo but wanted a better look and tried zooming in on their on flesh. Her skin. Pinched on skin. Pinched to zoom. Oh, I was doing this. Donna! <laughs> oh, oh, I was like, I mean, wait, what is that? And I just started zooming with my fingers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Did you figure it out, though? I don't know. She walked away. Oh. Yeah, she was like, that oh. computer froze. Oh, I caught myself right after I did it. I was like, oh, my God, look what I'm doing. So that person, that listener went home with a story of like, so did you end up meeting any of your favorite hosts? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. Really? Which one? Donna. The crazy uh, one. Donna Valentine. <laughs> Honey, are you okay? What happened? She tried pinch to zooming my tattoo on my flesh. Pinch to zooming. That's a weird That's oh, a weird yes. moment for that person. So funny. <laughs> They'll always cherish the memory. <laughs> As will I. This is kind of seems like something that I would make up, but this is history. During World War II. You're up. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles both had so many players go off to war that they merged for the 1943 season. And get this, here's where Stevie Boy enters the picture. They played as the Steagles. Oh my God, really? They won five games. They didn't make the playoffs, but the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles merged for one year and one year only during World War II. Wow. And were known probably as the Pennsylvania Steagles. That's cute. Is it, though? Not really. (laughs) Good follow-up question, Holly. (laughs) Uh, Now I have something about New Jersey. Donna? Yes, I'm listening. You're a product of Garfield. Does it still have the nameplate up when you cross into the city boundary? Birthplace of Donna Valentine? (laughs) You're so funny. wonder if you're the most popular person to come out of Garfield. Ooh, I'm not. You know who? Oh, no, he didn't. He came out of Passaic. I was thinking of the refrigerator. Perry, William the Refrigerator Perry, the football player? Yeah, he was in the neighboring town. You could fit 75 New Jerseys into Alaska. Wow. Wow, right? It's so, there must, wow. Pappy will give you another way to think of it. Wow. Alaska is also bigger than Texas, California, and Montana combined. Wow! And there, it, what's funny is I don't think it has a huge population, right? Like Alaska, you think land, you don't think people. That is correct. Ugh. No, I think you. I, I think there are very few places in Alaska where someone would sit at the dinner table and say, "God, it's just so crowded here." The <laughs> right. rat race of Alaska. Right. The commute. Seven hundred thirty-three thousand people wow. live in oh Alaska. My oh my word! That's it. Wow, that's like two Minneapolises. Yeah. Women make up eighty-two percent of all hosts in American restaurants. This, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Why do we think that is? Because they're better, like forward-facing. They're just generally smilier and kinder and warmer. You put a dude up there, and it's like, "Hey, I'm Bruce. How many? What? Why? I don't know. Misogyny. <laughs> yeah, pretty girl at the front. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We challenge a restaurant to put your most homely-looking man wow. as your host. <laughs> well, oh, Sam. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Okay. So Jared's the most homely. Now we'll know when we go to the ground round next time that somebody heard Steve's challenge. Well, listen, at least the ground round isn't making you pay based on your weight anymore. Are they still doing that? That was a thing. Yeah. Hefty kids were paying more. Skinny minis were pretty much eating free. It was the 80s. The good old days. Wow. (laughs) Where you could body shame at restaurants as a part of your gimmick. Huh. We should probably go. <laughs> we should come back, though. We'll regroup. How about that? 
Netflix first live event coming up this week and tell you who and what I'm expecting next. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! The big event coming up this weekend. Certainly different than they've done, where it's, but it's the beginning. The beginning, presumably, of the new Netflix. Now, <clears throat> full disclosure. This is radio. This is a very intimate medium. You would agree with that, right, Donna? Indeed. People often feel like they know us. We don't have to put on the pomp and circumstance of television. It's just our voice to their ears, sometimes in AirPods, which means they can even hear us when we say, hi. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's intimate. For that reason, I tell you that I am a co-owner of Netflix. You know this, Donna. What? Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. I'm a shareholder. All I right? gotcha. Yes, great. So obviously, Good investment. This is, thanks, Donna. This yeah. is a conflict of interest for me, um, but I will tell the story, and I'm happy about it for the sake of my com- or Netflix. This weekend, Chris Rock is doing a live show on Netflix. Their first ever, hard to believe, live streaming event. It's going down Saturday. Chris Rock's stand-up special called Selective Outrage. There will also be live shows before and after. So there's going to be something called the show before the show, ah. which will include messages. Tell me what that means. I don't know. I, so presumably not full sets, but messages from Chris's friends like Amy Schumer. Oh, gotcha. Jerry Seinfeld, Arsenio Hall, Leslie Jones. That's called the show before the show. Uh, that is going to be hosted by Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show, who's very funny. He does like a social media update on that show. I've only seen it a few times, but he's very funny delivery. Um, so that's going to air at 9.30 Eastern. That is 8.30 here in the Twin Cities. Chris's show, Chris Rock's live stand-up special on Netflix, comes on at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. here. It will be immediately followed by the show after the show. Host David Spade and Dana Carvey will do that. And that show will include appearances from J.B. Smoove and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Chris's stand-up show is going to be available to stream after it airs. However, the show before the show... Like the shirt the before sh- the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's then the, the show, show after the show, neither of those are going to be available to stream after. You've got to watch those live. So it's Netflix's first foray into live streaming. We know they'll be doing it next year when they do the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, when they are the live broadcast or streaming partner, I suppose, of those. Uh, They did them on their YouTube channel this year. Blah, 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 blah. Live, live, live. Okay, you know, in five years, there will be a bunch of live programming, I would imagine, that you can watch on Netflix. However, I wonder if this will finally be the time that we hear Chris Rock do Will Smith stuff. We've expected it long before this. It's been almost a year since Will Smith slapped him live at the Oscars in front of a global audience. Since then, Chris Rock has more or less uh, opted not to, certainly not to lean into it. There's been a little passing remark here, uh, passing joke there, man, my face hurts, you know, stuff like that. Just quick little bits. But he hasn't done a bit on it. I don't know if he's ever going to, but it feels like if he is, 
this could be the time because instead of performing at a Boston comedy club or, you know, at some comedy festival, this is his thing. It's live. It's a lot of eyeballs. It'll be trending on Twitter on Saturday. It seems like this would be the stage that he would want to sort of tell his side of the story comedically if ever he decided to. What's your gut telling you that he'll bring it up? I mean, a lot of people are going to tune in just for that reason. I think he's going to, but I feel a little less confident when I hear the title Selective Outrage just because, like, it's not Chris Rock, a stand-up special, but just the title there makes me feel like he's already got a tightly written thing that he's going to go into, you know, probably making fun of a bunch of different sides of a bunch of different arguments for being selectively outraged about various things that outrage us. So it feels like maybe the Will Smith personal story doesn't fit in under that umbrella. I think it does. You think so? Yeah. Say more, Queen. I think he could probably segue into people were more mad about the slap than I was. You know, you're okay. you chose to be, you know, mad or can't to cancel Will Smith. I think I think he's going to squeeze that into it for sure. I, okay. I really do. And I think and if he doesn't talk about it, I wonder if his friends will. Oh, he's going to talk about it. Right. This thing is streaming live around the world. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a United States thing. And Netflix, I'm sure mm-hmm. there were conversations. If we're going to have this big of a deal with you, we want all eyeballs on this. Yeah, hmm. I'm with you. So. All right. So now let's play the guessing game. Okay. Let's get into the minutia oh, of a Chris Rock stand-up special. Are we going to place bets? I wasn't even going to say how long into it, although I'd take that. That's a cool prop bet. If Chris Rock talks about Will Smith and jokes about the slap, how long into the routine will it happen? Or other prop bet would be how long does he spend on it? Is it 60 seconds? Is it a quick, like, boom, we're in, we're out, and now it's on to the next thing? Or does he set up shop and, like kind of roast will smith you think will smith is gonna watch good question steve place your bet i've been called the leslie stall of this show for asking (laughs) these hard-hitting questions (laughs) that's good um i wonder if he's gonna maybe start with it end with it i wonder if that's gonna be like how he weaves he weaves things, you know, it's going to come full circle at the end of the show. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. This is going to be a significant part of this stand up. You think so? Yeah. Think I could see him totally fooling us though. Holly, tell me, tell me why you're thinking that. I think because this is such a big deal that he's been waiting for so long to tell whatever he has to say. He's got this really big deal doing it. Now word on the street is he has been workshopping some of these jokes throughout the year Hmm. in his stand up. Yeah. And this is what people are waiting for. And I think being given this big of a global platform by Netflix that they are choosing this stand up special to launch their TV model, that he's going to weave it in. Because if you've watched a Chris Rock stand up comedy special, 
he's a genius mm-hmm. and he's hilarious and he does weave themes and stories together in a way where it kind of goes through the whole set hmm. you know and i'm seeing headlines uh page six chris rock to address will smith flap in live netflix special material on okay. uh, wall street journal chris rock is finally ready to talk about will smith's oscar slap Okay. Here we go. Well, um, then that feels... I mean, if the Wall Street Journal is talking yeah. about it, then I guess no disrespect to page six. But, uh, all They're right, all then. owned by the same people. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Parent company talk. Whoa. Yeah. I'm well, now I wonder how long, how long he'll go and how hard into Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of do it in a uh, let's keep it light, or will he... Air grievances. I mean, you got to keep people laughing. You got to keep the energy up. I I wonder how uh, how much you will roast yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. All right. Are we watching this? I'm going to watch it. Certainly the highlights. I yeah. Think I'm going to watch the whole thing. I want to see what live television will await us on Saturday mm. night. Love it. What time is it? Um. So it's going to be happening at eight thirty. Locally, here in here in Minnesota. Okay. If you're one of our global listeners, consult your own world clock. But it's going to be 8.30 here in Minnesota. That's the show before the show. Okay. Then 9 o'clock is the show. And then, Donna, 10 o'clock is the show after the show. Whoa. I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. So the, what's the show after the show? Is there going to be, like, a discussion about... I don't think so. We do not need a sit-down talking dead to break down comedy. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's going to be David Spade and Dana Carvey. They're going to host the show after the show. They'll have uh, appearances from J.B. Smoove and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, now, listen, if we're playing the Sesame Street game of, like, three of these things is one of the same, one of these right. four does not belong, let's well, talk about Kareem. What's he doing there? I don't know. He, here's Okay, here's another clue. Okay. On why this special is probably going to be heavily Chris Rock or uh, Oscar slap focused or any of that. Well, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, he writes columns for the Hollywood Reporter. He gives his commentary. He's a oh. social commentator. He he has insight. Got it. And I just think putting him in that position after the special, he might be providing some context. There you go. Yeah. Oh. I'll have to watch that play out to see if, though that could be an option, is that the right programming choice? You know, doing like a professorial talk back of what we just heard and let's all look back to oh. the slap. It feels like it could it's, suck a little bit of the funny it's David out of the room. Spade and uh, Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. It's not going to be professorial. Chopping right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Huh. All right. And J.B. Smoove, I mean, he's yeah. always a good time. So funny. Love that guy. So good. Anyway, all right, that's Saturday night. Uh, one final question. Okay. What's it called? It's called uh, Selective Outrage. Chris Rock's live stand-up comedy special happening this Saturday night. Set your DVR? No, you can't because it's on Netflix. You just have to remember this, guys. Like your grandparents used to... When they turned the channel by hand on the television via a knob. You got to remember this. This is on you, Gen Z. All right. Thank you. Well, we're out of time.
But uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve experience, where is Hoda Kotb? Where has she been? People are wondering. She hasn't been on the air for more than a week, and there's all these cryptic messages on social media from her. Uh, We'll have to get to some of that. And also, I missed this on Sunday night, but Sam Elliott's speech, so great. It's worth a listen. I think we should listen to a little bit of that when we come right back, okay? All right. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Woo! You know, fans of Hoda Kotb have seen something and they're saying something. I'll tell you what this is. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Very fun because of your voice. So, Hodakotby has been missing. Okay, that is a bit misleading. From the Today Show. Thank you. Okay, so people are like, where is she? There's been no explanation. They're just saying, Hoda's off, blah, blah, blah. Her last appearance was on February 17th. And ever since, um, they're just saying Hoda is out, Hoda is off. Um, So speculation has grown with some fans believing she's being replaced. Others think maybe she's adopting a third baby. Um... But she's writing, like, things on social media, like, sometimes miracles are just people with kind hearts. Um, another one said, choose hope. Her younger daughter's named Hope, by the way. Hmm. Um, and over the weekend, she wrote, happy Sunday, XO. So she's not responding to fans saying, well, we miss you. Where are you? She's, uh, there was another one. I have to find it. Hoda caught me. Here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. There you go. She's magic, that one. These are different things that she's posted. One day, you will see just how brave you have been. Oh. You just figure something out there, Holly? Yeah, because we were talking about this on the morning show. And I think now Donna brought up a very key word in all of those vague book Instagram posts. Hope. Mm -hmm. Yes, that it is her daughter. Because I was like, oh, maybe Hoda is doing contract negotiations and she's being lowballed by NBC. And she's standing up for women and trying to get her Ah. worth. That was my read this morning. That's good, too. Now... Now it changed. Now it changed because of the word hope. And that is her daughter. And all of these vague book posts are about female strength and power. Yes. And thing. I Something might be happening with her kid. And she doesn't want to talk about it. Okay. There, there was something with clouds, too. It, w- it was like almost like a page from um, like a children's book about clouds. And remember, like... The blue sky is still there. The clouds are just blocking yeah, them right now. There's one day you will just see how brave you have been. And there's a horse and what seems to be a child. Oh, we're cracking the code oh, here. Oh, look at this. Okay, okay. Those are dark clouds, said the boy. 
riding a horse. Yeah, but they will move on, said the horse. The blue sky above never leaves. Ah. Maybe it does. That's why no one's saying anything, because it's so personal. Hmm. Huh. When's the last time she was on? 17th. She's magic, that one. Ah, wow. And the last post before that is a picture of her and presumably her kids. Hmm. Well, I hope everything's okay. I really do. Oh, of course. Interesting. Um, do I have time to do this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so I love Sam Elliott. I love this guy. I, what I kind of like about him is that he seems kind of cranky. You know? Of course, yep. He just seems kind of like, oh, geez. You know what I mean? Yeah, he sounds like Eeyore. He He's does. He's the human voice of Eeyore. Yes. But with sex appeal. Yes, very sexy. So he unexpectedly, at least as far as he's concerned, won the actor for best actor um, in a television drama, okay, for 1883. This is at the SAG Awards just this weekend. Correct. Okay. And I didn't get to see his speech because it took forever to find where they were, you know, (laughs) airing the SAGs. So I missed it. And so I went back and listened, and he is going to surprise you by how humble and lovely his speech was. Listen to a little bit. Um, (laughs) I wonder if anybody else is going to read anything tonight. He had a paper in his pocket. I do this because I didn't expect to be up here. And I've got 43 minutes to say, seconds to say this thing. And I've already wasted a half of that. What can I say in 45 seconds? After just receiving the most meaningful acknowledgement of my 55-year career. From a group of my peers many of whom I don't even know or know only from afar as a fan who respects their work. Not time to say enough. But I can say thank you and I can tell you that I'm honored and grateful to be in your company whether in this audience or watching at home. After seeing the work of my fellow nominees, I'm not even sure I should be standing up here. I'm sure I'll get over that. (laughs) I'm going to treasure this guy, this gal, because it comes from all of you, my brothers and sisters from SAG-AFTRA. I'll treasure it as a constant reminder of 1883 and what a gift it was to all of us on both sides of the camera. To my incredible castmates, there's a piece of this for all of you. 
not only for who you are, but for your beautiful work that helped me find the way. I love you all for that. Thank you, Taylor Sheridan, for your brilliant script. And David Glasser and everyone else at 101. Thank you to Paramount. Thank you to my team, David, Laura, and Becca. And thank you to my wife, my beautiful Catherine, my partner through thick and thin, and the mother of our beautiful daughter. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Can you die? I can't figure you out. I am getting so choked up listening to this beautiful, lovely, humble acceptance speech. The highlight for me there, my beautiful Catherine, there's something about when a couple that has uh, been together for a long time references each other as mine. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, no, I'm nobody's property and all that. I find there to be a real sweetness to that. So I found that to be dear. But let me take a step back. I cannot figure you out for the life of me. (laughs) What? Donna. Oh, I just love that. This is the kind of thing that had I brought this to the table... Hear me out, and, and Donna, right, really, some long. some self, no, 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 I some self reflection here. All right, very slow, yeah, very calculated. Normally, nine times out of ten, <laughs> here is what Donna would have done. About fifteen seconds into this, we've heard her do this bit a gazillion <laughs> times on this very show. Donna, you would have done. I know. What? I know. But there's I something really lo- unpredictable I love about this. Or, yeah, or had, maybe it's a him thing, because had I given a speech uh, and it taken <laughs> that long, you would have been like, Steve, people have places to go. There's an Uber waiting. Okay, On here's, with it. Here's, I have to admit, I did get a little anxiety over how long he was taking because he just said he had 45 seconds. All right, there she is. And that he took up half of it. But what he said was so impactful. Very humble. So humble. And it was the last thing I expected. When you hear him say to his fellow castmates, and he's been in the business for 55 years, thank you for helping me find the way. Right. That shows a real reliance on the team that maybe you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And he's allowed to take a little longer because... Of course. He's a He's legend. A legend. He's a legend. Yes. I, now, I, oh, wow. full disclosure, I was also looking up side-by-side images to try to spin us into a different conversation, which was, who wore it better? The mustache. Does it go to Tom Selleck or Sam Elliott? To tie. Sam Elliott. Yeah, probably. Because his can hang down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I love that. All right, Holly's out of here. Okay, gonna cry. All right, no. I'm gonna go cry. All right, that's fine. When we come back, uh, a dirt alert with uh, the big Zamboni coming up next.